And there's a lot of cars out there that, you know, look more traditional hot rod style. <clears throat> and, uh, we're cool with it. Um, you know, we like all cars. We're not, um, you know, we're not set on one way, you know, like, oh, this is the way it should be. Um, cause they're all different. You can see, you know, a thousand 70 Chevelles and, not all of them are going to be the same, you know, or same thing with a 55 Chevy. They're not all going to be the same. And that's what makes hot riding so great is because there can be so many different things, but you're all in the same group, you know. And him and I both know there's some things that he likes that I don't like. And I'm so, I mean, even as a partner working in the shop, you know, there's some things I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that. But he's like, well, I don't know about that. So, I mean, you just, but like he said, we all love, love just the hot rod. I'm here to do this. Let's race. Welcome to the full throttle journey into all things automotive. Speed to 120. We're diving into the behind the scenes stories straight from the fast lane. 140 miles an hour. Covering custom cruisers to high powered track machines and everything in between. 160. We're here to fuel your passion for everything on wheels. So jump in, because now you're riding shotgun with Ty. Let's go. He's gone. What's going on, everybody? In this episode, I sit down with Andy and Amanda Meadows of Andy's Hot Rod Shop in Mulkytown, Illinois. Andy and Amanda are masters at igniting dreams and horsepower. So grab your driving gloves, adjust them goggles, the hot rods are waiting, and the asphalt is calling. Let's get to it. All right. Thank you, everybody. I am your host, Ty Illich, and we have Andy and Amanda Meadows. Could you tell us about your automotive background and your journey into the hot rod shop and with cars in general? So <clears throat> I grew up around cars my whole life. Um, my uncles and my grandpa, they were all mechanics. They all worked on cars. Um, I started working on cars when I was 13. Um, I've always liked different. I didn't like stock. So I went to the army when I got out of the army. Um, I started doing, uh, alignments. Uh, I worked at Sears auto center, um, in 95, um, in 2009, I decided that I wanted to go out on my own. So we started working out of, uh, two car garage and then uh when was it seven years ago seven years ago seven years ago we built this building and started working on hot rods so um that's but you built your your, your and your dad built your first truck when you were 13 15. 15 that's awesome yeah it was yeah yeah so then that was the first time i'd done uh welding painting uh, rebuilt the motor. Uh, we completely rebuilt the whole truck. Um, when I was 15 years old, I drove that truck to high school. Um, it was a 67 C10. Uh, I've always had muscle cars. I've had 70 Chevelles, 72 Chevelles, uh, Novas. I had a 72 Nova, 76 Nova SS. Uh, back in the early 90s, Whenever I was still in the army, I was big into mini trucks. Uh, I've had several mini trucks. 
Um, my my favorite one was a 93 Toyota that uh, in 95, I cut the roof off of it, shaved the door handle, made a convertible. That's awesome. So um, right now I have a 55 Chevy that I've had for almost 20 years. Uh, over 20 years. Over 20. Yeah, it's been 20 years now. We got, it was 20 years in March, I think. It's, so, cool. yeah. Um, 55 Chevy's always been my favorite car. Uh, when I was a kid, my dad had a 55 uh, two-door sedan. It was yellow and white. I remember that kid whenever I was a kid, and uh, I always loved that car. He he had to sell it because uh, he needed the money. Uh, and whenever I got married, I told my wife, I said, if whenever I find the 55 Chevy that I want, I'm buying it. And I did, and I love it. So now we specialize in Tri-5 Chevys. So... Okay, but we do we do other. Oh, we do that. We do a little bit of everything. We have an alignment machine, so we can pretty much align anything. Um, we don't align anything newer than 2018, uh, but we do align hot rods, street rods, race cars, race cars. Um, we do pretty much anything. Four wheel drives, uh, side by sides. Side by sides. <laughs> we, we align pretty much anything that. Most people won't. So that's awesome. So, so you guys specialize in a wide array of, uh, of vehicles then. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, we specialize in steering and suspension. Uh, I've been doing that since 95. Um, that was my specialty doing alignments. Um, I went to Hunter, got certified through Hunter, um, 25 years ago. And, uh, I've been, Doing alignments ever since. That was the main focus of building this shop was to buy a hunter alignment machine. So I did. I bought the best one they made. So we pretty much do pretty much do any. Uh, we do do uh, a lot of wiring, uh, American Auto Wire. Uh, we probably completely rewire nine to ten cars a year. Uh, so okay. Do you all do any kind of custom body work or anything like that out of your shop? Um, we don't do a lot of custom body work. Um, we have done some. Uh, then we can. We can. Um, yeah. We just mainly specialize in uh, keeping them on the road. Um, so steering, suspension, brakes, uh, electrical, decode uh, digital gauges, uh LS swap stuff. Replace uh, paint. Replace parts that are are rusted out and stuff like that. That yeah. That they're driving. Yeah, we don't we don't always do uh, full build stuff. We do pretty much anything that somebody needs. Um, upgrades. Upgrades. Even if you have a, a stock car that needs tie rod ends, ball joints. Um, when I say stock car, I mean like a hot rod or muscle car. Um, we replace those parts. We align those cars. Um, okay. A little bit of everything. I got gotcha. you. So, Amanda, do you have a car of your own or do you just ride with Andy wherever? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I don't have my own personal right now, but I do I do actually drive the 55 um, Chevy. 
So I'm not afraid to get in it and drive it to town. Um, over the summer in August for Tri Five Nationals in Bowling Green, I actually ran it down the track for the fun runs for the first time this year. That's something that I've <laughs> wanted to do for what eight nine years. So I'm not afraid to to get in and drive it. I just I don't have my own personal right now. I gotcha. I gotcha. That sounds like a fun time. What when you ran it down the track? What was your time? Um, do you remember? Like, I think the best. My first time was like seventeen or eighteen, and then my, I did it five times that weekend. And um, the last, the the best one was like I think what fifteen, 15 something. something fifteen. I can't remember what it was, but. She was nervous. I was real nervous, but I'm planning on we got we're going to do some stuff to to our 55, and then I'm going to run it down the track this spring um, at I 57 to get some work, you know, practice in. So right, she's never even done a burnout in there. Yeah, I, I don't know how to do a burnout. <laughs> I have to learn how to do a burnout. <laughs> uh, I'd say a 15 second quarter mile is pretty good for that car. I know that car is no, uh, it's a pretty heavy car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So do you all have a favorite project that you've had come through the shop that you've really enjoyed working on? All of them are favorites. We can't really, <laughs> as a business, we don't really want to say a favorite because all of our... I understand. Uh, I understand. But we, I mean, one that we really take pride in is we, um, the 50, probably the 50, meets 55 Chevy. That was a, yeah. um, it was a cool story background for that family, uh, father, son. And, um, you know, they had just a... A long standing thing with it, and we were able to get the car. We, we made a promise to them that we could have that, their car finished when it came to us, and it was basically a shell in less than what? Well, we got the car in March and we debuted it in August. August. So, that I mean, that's probably our that was probably our one that, that we take a lot of pride in just because of of what went into that car but yeah so it was a three generation car um eric's grandpa owned it and then it got passed down and passed down and then they built it um it's called earl <laughs> um, the name is earl yeah so his <laughs> name is earl yeah and it was it's so that's that's probably one of our our big ones yeah. but but we we you know we take pride when we when they come into the shop. We treat them as if it's our car, you know. what I mean, and, and we like to have yeah communication with our customers. So we have a really good relationship with all of our customers, and um, so we yeah we don't have favorites really. I guess you could say, but <laughs> I do, I do understand that. Do you all have a process for when someone brings you a car? Process of getting their vision of what they're wanting to what you can do. Yeah, so we always meet with the customer uh, prior to, and then uh, we'll go over the car together before it ever shows up here to the shop. Uh, and we try to figure out what they want out of it, and then we recommend things along the way. Uh, <clears throat> it that now whole saying that you know a customer becomes friends before a friend becomes a customer. Uh, all of our customers have become really good close friends of ours. It seems like. Oh yeah. And uh, I think we have the best customers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that everybody seems to be easygoing, um, and we try to focus on what they want. It's their car, 
you know, we don't try to right. persuade them. We just try to guide them. Well, we, we do try to, we, Andy tries to talk them into some stuff. We have a, we have a really, a really uh, fun, another, well, it's a father son as well on a 57 Chevy that they'd, they'd built back 30 years ago. And show, it was a, it was a trailer queen and they, they tell you that. And, um, they, they had put it away for 20 years and got it out and he wanted his son to start driving it. And, um, so we basically rewired that whole car. We, did. we did everything but the paint and body on that car. So yeah. it got new motor, new transmission, new rear end, new interior. It's got four wheel disc brakes. And, uh, and the dad on it, it's a, it's a funny story because. I like those big, it's a 57 Chevy. So if you know anything about 57 Chevys, the big steering wheel, you know, and uh, I loved it. And uh, Frank, the, the, the owner, he loved it too. And so Andy was trying to convince that he needs a, a more modern, smaller steering wheel. And we got it finished and they um, took it home and then they, we got the interior redone in it, and then they came back, and Frank's like, yeah, I want the smaller steering wheel. So Andy kind of persuades them. They don't maybe do it at first, but then they come back and say, okay, yeah, you're right. Let's do this. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I know that working on cars, just, just looking at it, a lot of times you can't really tell what kind of difficulties or challenges you're going to run into until you actually tear it apart, tear it down, and get into it. But what are some of the challenges that you all face in your day-to-day activities in the shop on cars? Is there a a difficulty or a challenge that you run into quite often? Uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, all the unknowns. You know, when when a customer has a a budget in their head that they want to stick to, but then we get into the car and it's worse off than anybody realized until we got into it. Um, I think that's the biggest challenge is trying to get the customer to see that we're trying to fix it, but not try to go over their budget because we want to make sure that everything's safe and right Right. before we do it. I think that's probably the biggest challenge. Um, Sometimes I get upset at first, but... It's understandable. I mean, because you weren't expecting it, but nobody was. I mean, it, it's out of anybody's control. Uh, the car was just worse than anybody foreseen. Right. You know, um, we did do a, a, a 67 Le Mans um, that we didn't know until we got into that car. Um, we had to cut the floors out of it. We had to cut the trunk pan out of it. And part of the frame was rotted, so we also had to get into the frame. Well, nobody knew that until we got into it. Unless we cut the floor pad out, we could see the top of the frame. So, you know, it that's a challenge when you have to go back to the customer and tell them, hey, you know, it's going to be a lot more money than we thought. Right. So. Yeah, that's always a conversation you're not looking forward to, I'm sure. Yeah. As an automotive shop, I know with things changing, you know, technology's changing, trends changing all the time. You all have to keep up with all of that. But uh, what are some uh, trends and innovations that you're seeing that are hot right now in the automotive world? I don't know. The OPSs are coming back. Uh, yeah, that. But I think that 
most of the people want an old car, but they want the modern technology that they could just get in and drive it anywhere, you know, and enjoy it. <clears throat> the days of cars just sitting in garages, I think, are going away, you know. <clears throat> right. I think that most people want to drive their cars nowadays. So I see that a lot more of the new technology um, going into the, the hot rods is, you know, the the big thing, uh, trying to make a an old car modern. Uh, yeah. Which I love. I mean, that's my favorite part is to take something that was never meant to be in there and make it work, but make it look like it should have came that way. Oh, I got you. So, so like a resto mod type feel to it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. With the still mod. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, that's what I think. Okay. Yeah. Keep it, keep it looking like it, like a 55 Chevy or a, you know, whatever, but have it where you can just get in and drive it. Yeah. Has all the creature comforts of a modern car, but the look of an old car. Oh yeah. Yes. We get that a lot with our, just with our personal 55 Chevy that cause we will drive it to Walmart or out to need or take a cruise and, um, it never fails when we stop to get gas or stop somewhere. Even at a stoplight, we've had people say, "Oh, what's under the hood?" They're they're thinking it's like um, what a, a small a small block or something, and we're like, "Oh, it's LS," and they're like, "Oh, okay," you know. So <laughs> people are okay with it. And some of the old timers are kind of like, "Oh, I don't know about all that," you know. But <laughs> that's that was the one thing when we built that car was um, we wanted to just be able to get in it. Crank it up and drive it. Right. Yeah, we've drove it. Shoot. All the way. All, power tour, long haul, three times. We've drove it to Minnesota. We, I mean, we drove it to South Carolina or North Carolina, South Carolina. I mean, we, so that's what we like. We like to see we like to see customers be able to just take off and go and drive it. Right. I, I got you. So you do have quite a few customers that use the cars that y'all build as like their daily drivers. Um, not too many for daily drivers. Uh, we did have a, a 55 Chevy from Kentucky. Um, the guy had owned since he was 16, he used it as a daily driver and he wanted to get back to driving it every day. Um, so we, uh, we had it for a few months, did a lot of work to it, and then he took it home and he's driving it, but I don't think he drives it every day. I got you. Now, I did use my car as a daily driver for about a year. Yeah. <laughs> I drove it every day in the rain. Uh, I, I, like Amanda just mentioned, you know, getting questions asked at a stoplight or getting gas. A lot of people stop you with your Tri-5 and what's the most common question they ask you? Uh, what color is it? <laughs> what what color is your Tri Five? I've seen the pictures of it, but come to think of it, I I couldn't really put a name on it. What color is it? It's a candy brandy wine. I I love the color of your. I've seen pictures on your social media and stuff of your Tri Five, and it's a beautiful car. But I wouldn't I wasn't sure exactly what it was either. Yeah, that's the most common question. question. Yeah. 
as a shop, um, I know you also mentioned that you have your younger people, I guess, that are more satisfied with the newer conveniences, but then you got your old school guys that want everything back to what they remember it. As a hot rod shop, how do you balance between traditional hot rod styles and modern technologies? Well, we just pretty much go along with whatever the customer wants. You know, there's a lot of customers that are set in their ways like, this is the way it was, you know, whenever we were hot rodding back in the late 50s and early 60s, and we want to stay with that look. And there's a lot of cars out there that, you know, look more traditional hot rod style. <clears throat> and uh, we're cool with it. Um, you know, we like all cars. We're not, um, you know, we're not set on one way, you know, like, oh, this is the way it should be. Because... Um, they're all different. You can see, you know, a thousand 70 Chevelles and not all of them are going to be the same, you know, or same thing with a 55 Chevy. They're not all going to be the same. And that's what makes hot riding so great is because there can be so many different things, but you're all in the same group, you know? Right. So I, I think it's whatever they personally liked. You know, because personally, I like things, but I, I you mean, may not like them, you know. And him and I both, know. there's some things that he likes that I don't like. And I'm, so, I mean, even as a, you know, even as a partner working in the shop, you know, there's some things I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know about that. But he's like, well, I don't know about that. So, I mean, you just, but like he said, we all love, love just the hot rod. Right. So. We make it happen. Yeah, a lot, a lot of different <laughs> taste out there, I'm sure. And yeah, as a shop, you you have to go with the flow on all those tastes. But you know, that's what makes the car community so great is all the different styles, all the different types. But like you said, that you all get together for your, y'all you get along and everything, and, and enjoy being with each other because of your love and passion for cars. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. As as in hot rodding, what what do you see coming down the pipe as in the future? Is there anything, any trends or advancements that you you all see or just think that think that's going to become a norm in the next ten years or so? In the next ten years, I see that the the cars and it's happening now. So, <clears throat> like. Everything from the 90s seems like it's coming back. So it's kind of a big circle now. So, you know, OBS trucks are really hot right now. Um, so it's kind of going that way. So I see like cars from the late 80s, early 90s, they're going to be popular again. Um, I, I just see it going that way where street rods are going to kind of start fading out a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't see as many street rods as I used to. I see a lot of cars from the 50s. I see a lot of cars from the 60s. Now we're seeing a lot more from the 70s. And then pretty soon we're going to see a lot more from the 80s. So I think it's just going to be as the different generations get older. That's the cars they had whenever they were young. So that's the cars they're going to want to build. I got you. The way I see it. Yeah. I agree. A, a lot of nostalgia involved in car building right now. Yeah, I think so. Because then people only want cars 
that to me that means something to them. You know, like they have a memory of, oh, I remember that car from when I was a kid or. I drove that car in high school. Yeah. Yeah. My grandpa had one of those and I want one. I gotcha. I I could see that. I know. I know if I had more money, there'd be definitely about four or five cars that I'd want to build build right now. Just because I remember, like you said, seeing them in high school or they just made an impression on me as a young teenager or whatnot. I'm sure we all have those. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. If we had an unlimited amount of money, we'd have a garage full of cars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Do you all have just, uh, I guess, on a, a personal level, do you all have a favorite car that if you had the money that you would like, that you would buy that car and it would be sitting in your driveway right now? Mm. Yeah, probably the, the four-door wagon. Uh, the fifty, yeah, I like the fifty-seven. Now, fifty-five two-door sedan is like my favorite, and that's obviously because we have that. But, but I, my other one, like I don't really like the fifty-five wagons as much as I like the fifty-seven. So I would probably have a fifty-seven. Okay, yeah, and yeah. and I would take, I would just build another fifty-five Chevy. Those are my favorite cars um so if i had unlimited funds i'd probably because i i i enjoy even though i'm not never going to be one of those fast racers but i i do enjoy the race part of it but i'd probably want to get one of those and then we had a 51 chevy truck that i really liked as our shop truck that was fun it was i drove that a lot it was a um like a patina trucks had an ls in it Mm -hmm. and i would just get in and drive it to Walmart because I could just park wherever and not worry about, you know, door dings. <laughs> um, I would have another one of those. And yeah, I probably have a, a lot. <laughs> I, I understand. I would have, a, if I had unlimited funds, I'd have a, a warehouse with a little small house built into it <laughs> with the rest of the cars. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I understand where y'all coming from on that one. So at the at the end of all my interviews, I always do a part of the show where I call it the last word, where I give our guest the last word of the interview. So do you all have any words of maybe inspiration or any advice or in, maybe any shout outs that you would like to give to any of our listeners that are, are listening to the podcast today? Um, You know, we, we just we want to see everybody just get out there and drive the cars and enjoy them and just know, you know, you don't have to have a, a huge million dollar budget to, to keep these things on the road, you know, just enjoy them, just have fun with them. And, you know, we're forever grateful for the customers that we've had um, and the customers that we will have in the future. And, uh, you know, if anybody's ever in the area, if we have an open door policy, stop by, see our shop, come talk to us. Um, we We don't have anything to hide. So, we welcome people just to come drop by and see what we're about. Yeah. There you go. That's that. <laughs> you're in you're in agreement, right, Andy? I am. As the smoke clears out from this episode, I'd like to thank Andy and Amanda Meadows from Andy's Hot Rod Shop for joining us today and taking time out to sit down and talk with us today. And to all the listeners out there, thanks for jumping in and joining us. Whether you're tearing up the track or cruising them back roads, embrace that grit, the grind, and the glory of the open road. This is Ty signing off. Until next time, drive on. <laughs>